Greetings and salutations, sports fans nationwide. You have entered the Sports Opinion Log podcast. I'm your host, the People's Sportscast, Alexander Sin. In this episode, NBA action as pertaining to my and your LA Lakers, concluding a three-game road trip in which they went two and one. And for that, I am grateful. I had predicted a three and O road trip. However, sadly, the Lakers lost D'Angelo Russell, LeBron James and Anthony Davis due to injuries, but I will talk about that in one second. They ended the three-game road trip in OKC, defeating them 123-117 final score. Dennis Schroeder hurt his ankle early in the game, but he wound up finishing with 26 points. And Oklahoma City is 0-5 coming off the All-Star break. So, thank goodness, Schroeder to the rescue. 22 of his 26 points in the second half. Making 8 of 18 shots, 6 assists. And again, LeBron James, Anthony Davis did not play. D'Angelo Russell is also out. Sprained right ankle. But the Lakers have won for the fourth time in five games. And most and more importantly, are a game out from the NBA play-in. This was a total team effort by my and your L.A. Lakers. Tony Brown Jr., season-high 19. Austin Reeves stepping up in big-time moments, dropping 19 points as well. As for OKC, Jalen Williams dropped 24 points. Josh Giddey had 22 points, 11 assists, and 9 rebounds, one short of a triple-double. SGA did not play. Due to health and safety protocols and an abdominal strain, you might want to keep an eye on that because when these players come down with these abdominal strains, look for them to miss a lot of games, kind of like Damian Lillard last season when he came down with an abdominal strain. But yeah, back to the Lakers, Mo Mamba, 12 points, 3 of 4 from 3. Malik Beasley, 3 of 12 from 3, 11 points. Lonnie Walker, the fourth, 13 points. And again, Austin Reeves off the bench, lighting it up, 5 of 5 from the field, 1 of 1 from 3, 8 of 9 at the free throw line for his 19 points. So I am I am still confident in the Lakers' ability to at least compete for the play-in in the absence of LeBron James. So with that being said, we're going to go back in time to Sunday when the Lakers were taking on the Dallas Mavericks, were down 27 points early in the second quarter, but rallied all the way back to defeat the Mavericks 111-108 final score. The Lakers' biggest comeback since 2002 when they were down by 30 points to guess what you know who the same Dallas Mavericks and in this game Anthony Davis had 30 points 15 rebounds LeBron James 26 points however it was in this game oh excuse me to fill in the stat line on that the Lakers against Dallas December 6 2002 down 30, rallied for the 105-103 victory. 
And this is pretty cool for a throwback Thursday, I would think. Uh, but the Lakers definitely stayed in it. However, I would definitely like to give props to Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving, who fell apart in the critical moments of the game. You know, the minute, the two-minute mark from two minutes to the final score where the clock hit all zeros. Uh, Kyrie Irving was basically useless in the second half. I believe he was three for 12. They would have been better off benching him. And as of that Sunday, the Mavericks are were one in three with Luka and Kyrie together. But it was in this game that LeBron James suffered what looked to be an ankle injury. He fell to the floor. He said he heard a pop, still stayed in the game, and uh, he is out for at least a minimum of two weeks. Uh, LeBron James is 38 years old. He's played 20 NBA seasons. He surpassed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the NBA's all-time leading scorer. You know, in my opinion, honestly, was LeBron still supposed to even be here at this day and age in the game? But, uh, you know, Father Time remains undefeated which is the real talking point, honestly. LeBron James, father time. You know, I know that there's talks that he still wants to be in the NBA when his son joins the NBA and do something historic, like either team up with his son, with whatever team drafts him, or to play against him. So LeBron, you know, is clearly, I think at this point, I don't want to say looking out for himself, but, you know, the Lakers are fighting for a play-in spot. They can be a danger if they can get a play-off spot. But uh, too many injuries. And as a matter of fact, looking at LeBron's last... Excuse me, looking at LeBron's five years with the Lakers, 2018-2019, a doctor strain, 55 games. 2019-2020, he was healthy for 67 games. 2020 to 2021 high ankle sprain 45 games 2021 and 22 abdominal knee issues 56 games and this season foot and ankle 47 games but he's still putting up mad points so it's not like he's ineffective right LeBron is still going out there and doing the damn thing and the Lakers do need him to be a part of the team uh, I know Anthony Davis was getting ragged on for not playing in the OKC game. He, too, had suffered a foot injury against the Memphis Grizzlies. And in that game, as I now try to come full circle, that was on Wednesday. Hold on here. What? Nope, sorry. <laughs> Get your dates right. Tuesday, yes, excuse me, Tuesday, Memphis dumped the Lakers 121-109 final score. John Morant lit the Lakers up for 28 points in the third quarter and dropped 10 assists and 10 rebounds. A very fascinating triple-double. And it was just pretty sad. Uh, Anthony Davis, he got abused pretty much in this game. He, He did have 28 points. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he did have 28 points, 19 rebounds, but 
yeah, he was posterized by Triple J. And the Lakers, it was close going into the half. But in the third quarter, John Morant just came alive. And of course, he became, this was the highest scoring quarter ever by a Memphis Grizzlies player. And of course, there's something else going on with John Moran about him threatening to shoot a 17-year-old. But this is something that they talked about last season and nothing came of it. So yet they're rehashing it. I believe the NBA did look into or investigate it, but nothing came out of it. But yet it's resurfacing. Because I remember taking screenshots on Twitter. You could find me at Lexanderson underscore WS. Uh, however, the Lakers did themselves no favor in this game losing to the Grizzlies because they had season-high 26 turnovers, which Memphis turned into 41 points. Again, another Grizzlies franchise record. And when you add outscoring the Lakers in the paint, 86-48, to 48, and 33 fast-break points, it ha- it's a recipe for disaster. And, and the Lakers did have a decent game. Lonnie Walker IV had 21 points. Austin Reeves continuing to score 17 with four three-pointers. But uh, yeah, 26 turnovers is not going to get you the W in the NBA. So again, checking the standings as of right now. Okay, the Lakers are at 30 and 33. So let's see. Yep, one game out of the play-in. They're behind the New Orleans Pelicans, who are at 31-32. and 32. So I'm feeling pretty good. But at the same time, Portland is technically behind the Lakers by a half game. So uh, this is crazy. Of course, the Spurs and Houston Rockets, well, they're definitely out of it. <laughs> and speaking of out of it, I also want to talk about some other NBA history that was made earlier this week, seeing as how I'm coming across the Houston Rockets. Uh, Give me one second here. Because it's been a couple of days since I dropped some content. So there was definitely some NBA history that I want to talk about real quick. Okay, so on last Friday, Golden State Warriors defeated the Houston Rockets 116-101 final score. Got to give props to Klay Thompson. Hit 12 three-pointers. Dropped 42 points. And becomes the only player in NBA history to have multiple games of 12-plus made three-pointers in a season. Klay was all over the place. (laughs) It is also Klay Thompson's third career game with 12 or more threes. And guess who is behind him? The other half of the Splash Brothers, Steph Curry, who, by the way, will not be coming back this week. They're pushing him back to next week, tying on that. So that was quite hilarious. And on that Friday, at the time, the Rockets, who had had lost their eighth straight and fifth in a row, on the road. Mm-mm-mm. Give it up to Clay Thompson for real, for real. 
and he did it at home. So that's a that's a beautiful thing. So the tie-in with me talking about the Houston Rockets being out of touch or not in uh, playing contention, but yet they still have an interest in James Harden, which is what I keep reading. But anyway, let's think what well, what we know. And what we know is that on Sunday, Damian Lillard went <laughs> went into Houston. No, sorry, home game, Portland, excuse me. The Houston Rockets went into Portland because, right, the Rockets are on a road trip. And while Damian Lillard dropped, I mean, like, when I mean dropped, I mean dropped the bomb. 13 three-pointers in route to 71 points, the eighth highest scoring total in NBA history. So clearly you see the storyline here or the tie-in. The Houston Rockets are the NBA's punching bag if you want to make NBA history and set NBA scoring records. Uh, Now, I saw the highlights of this, and Damian Lillard was all over the place. It was truly Dame time. This man was hitting threes from the logo, the Portland Trailblazers logo. You just, you you can't defend that. You can't defend that. I mean, that is insane. And of course, after the historic scoring output, Lillard had to go for a drug test. (laughs) Oh boy, you know, slavery, man, slavery, slavery. Mm-mm-mm. That is crazy. So Damian Lillard, in dropping 71 points, he broke his own franchise mark of 61 points, which he's done twice. That's crazy. And, you know, everybody keeps talking about Damian Lillard and his loyalty to the Portland Trailblazers and how he needs to add a championship to his resume. But let's just appreciate what he's doing. Come on. Let's see. The stats, like he had 41 points and eight three-pointers by halftime. (laughs) He had 50 by the start of the fourth quarter. 22 of 38 shots from the floor. And he hit on 13 of his 22 three-point attempts and perfect from the free throw line, 14 for 14. And there's also some other fascinating stuff here about Damian Lillard, who is a member of the NBA 75th anniversary team. I, on my part, said that he did not belong there. I would like to retract that. He's averaging a career high in points, 31.4, field goal percentage, 46.7, and 3 point makes 4.2 per game amongst other categories I mean and he's what 32 years old so what he's got another good 5 to 6 years 6 to 7 I mean he keeps putting in the work day in day out night in night out 
people are saying that the Trailblazers should do right by him and look to trade him to another team, to a contender. But Damian Lillard says that he wants to be a part of the small, at least in this modern era of the NBA, he wants to be a player dedicated to his team and bringing the championship to that team, a la Giannis with the Milwaukee Bucks, right? Which, as of me making this podcast episode, the Milwaukee Bucks have now won 16 straight. Today's Thursday, right? Okay, yeah. So, last night, Milwaukee defeated the Orlando Magic 139-117 as the Milwaukee Bucks have again won 16 straight games. And Giannis doing what he does best, 31 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. And then, of course, there was that uh, him ribbing Kevin Durant on some podcast episode saying that Durant needs to train with him and he can show him how to be a real leader and carry a team. But like we all know, and like I've said before, Kevin Durant is a scorer, not a leader. This much is true. We all know this. So... Kevin Durant, of course, will have his... I will be discussing him in another episode because this is about the Lakers with a little bit of other NBA tie-ins that occurred this week. Because I was thinking about doing some game breakdowns, but nah, I'm good on that. But, however, it would help if I talked about, in closing... Since I am talking about the Lakers, let's talk about the LA Clippers, who on Tuesday lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves, 108-101 final score, and the Clippers are now 0-3 with Russell Westbrook on their team. And in this victory, the Timberwolves snapped a three-game losing streak. And at one point, the Clippers were up, too. So uh, the Timberwolves are now in the eighth spot in the Western Conference. Clippers are in six. And again, the four through ten spots are separated by only three games. Paul George, 25. Kawhi Leonard, 23. Ah, yes. And you know what? The tie-in. The historical Tuesday night loss. So, yeah, we're going to get into that as well. Um, In this game, though, the Clippers had 25 turnovers. That led to 29 Minnesota points. And the T-Wolves crushed them in the paint 60-38. to And like I, the prophet, had decreed, I had said Russell Westbrook going to the Clippers. We're going to bring them down. And down they have fallen. Okay, let's see. Hold on here. Where is that game? Bear with me. Don't want to leave any dead air here. Come on, give me that. Give me that Clippers game. It was so historic. All right, Friday, Friday, Friday. Ah, right, here we go. Yes. Also, on Friday. Sacramento Kings 
down multiple times to the Clippers, come back to defeat them in overtime, final score 176-175, again in double overtime, the second highest scoring game in NBA history. That was just amazing. The highest scoring game in NBA history would be the Detroit Pistons beating the Denver Nuggets 186-184 in triple overtime on December 13th, 1983. That remains to this day the highest scoring NBA game. This is this was definitely like a great game and I am so happy honestly that the Clippers lost this game. The Clippers were up 175 to 169 with a minute and 57 remaining before the Kings scored the final seven points. Beautiful. And again, the Kings also overcame a 14-point deficit late in the fourth quarter and six-point deficits in both overtime periods. This is a classic choke job at its best. De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk become the first players for the Sacramento Kings to drop 40 plus points in the same game. Malik Monk 45, De'Aaron Fox 42. It was just truly a thing of beauty. And Malik Monk, his 45 points came off the bench. They also tied an NBA record with three-pointers. Uh, I think three-point shots. Let me make sure I have that correct. I've got to stop deleting my screenshotted pictures when it's time to make a podcast. Yes, they combined for 44 three-pointers, tied for the most in the game in NBA history. Both teams also shot at least 58% from the field and were 80% or better from the foul line. Beautiful. And De'Aaron Fox, to go with his to go with all those points he dropped had 12 assists and 5 steals and is just the 12th player since 1973 to 74 to have 40 plus points, 10 plus assists and 5 steals in the game. The last to do that, Harden in 2019. Amazing. And of course, Kawhi season high 44 points, Paul George 34. Kawhi had 21 points in the third quarter alone. But all that matters is wins and losses. And baby, I am happy. I am happy to tell you that it was the Clippers that suffered the loss. Uh, And how about Westbrook, right? 17 points, 14 assists, 5 rebounds. But yes, that would be foreshadowing for what the week would hold for uh, the Clippers. So there's a chance. Let's see who's next for the Clippers. I think that they have a winnable game. Mm, Okay, so Clippers tonight are taking on the Golden State Warriors. So it looks like they could potentially fall to 0-4. Now, tonight there is a doubleheader. Uh, The first game will be Philly-Delphia. 
Philly, the Philadelphia 76ers taking on the Dallas Mavericks in Dallas. So maybe I should retract my in-closing statement because I can knock out a lot of stuff here. So I thank you for bearing with me. Got to get better with uh, making a certain script. So to backpedal, right, we're talking about the present, which is the clip, which is the Mavericks taking on the 76ers. But on Tuesday, sadly, the Dallas Mavericks fell to the Indiana Pacers 124-122 as Kyrie Irving couldn't convert on a potential game winner as his three-point attempt was off the mark. And happy belated birthday because it was both Tyrese Halliburton and Luka Doncic who were the, the birthday boys. But it was Halliburton who scored 32 points. Miles Turner added 24 against his hometown team. And the Pacers dealt the Mavericks a severe loss. Luka had 39 points and 9 and nine rebounds on his 24th birthday, but he is now one and four with Kyrie Irving, who only scored 16 points. And interesting, Kyrie went on to, you know, take the onus for the loss. He said he has to stop putting the pressure on himself. He has to play within the flow of his game. But again, like I the prophet had decreed, I said that when Kyrie Irving landed in Dallas to play with the Mavericks, that they would start losing and that they would potentially fall into playing contention. So, uh, yeah, I'm just doing what I do best, calling it the way I see it, avoiding the social and media manipulation about, oh, Kyrie's in a better place. He could do this. He could do that. No. I don't think so. So, yeah, so tonight got a beautiful doubleheader, but I mean, like, they're playing the Sixers. I see no reason why the Mavericks should not be able to pick up the win. Despite, you know, Philly being 40 and 21 and Dallas being 32 and 31, Sixers are 16 and 11 on the road. Mavericks are 20 and 12 at home. So something has to give, someone has to win, and someone has to lose. But thankfully, here in the Sports Opinion Log with the People Sportscaster, I'm a winner. You're listening. You're a winner. We're all winners. Until next time, Lex Anderson signing out. Mm-hmm.